0: I'm <laughs> Good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I get to do this. I am bringing you today's word for September 22nd, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled "Greater Is Coming." If you are new to this series, maybe you're new to today's word. I want you to know that Greater is coming for you. Open up your heart. Don't fight against it. Don't don't be, you know. Listen. Just stop. Open up your heart to the plans and the purposes of God. You are not a mistake. You're on this planet because of a purpose. That purpose is God's intent. God's intentions for you open up your heart to receive. Greater is coming for you. This is part 30 of the series. The title of today's message is Your Confidence Cannot Be in People. Now, listen, I'm not going to teach you to get jaded or anything like that. No, you still got to walk in love. But to be clear, as you walk and live by faith, your confidence cannot be in people. (laughs) Your confidence cannot be in man your confidence has to be in God. So we've been studying the life of David. Uh, Let's go back to it again this morning. Today, I'm going to cover 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 6 through 9. So for the past few messages, I've been talking about this promotion that David got to general officer, right? To to the commanding general. And so I'll flow in that same vein. When you look at David, you know, David only had one fight. Now think about this for a minute, especially for those of us who are in the military. You understand how crazy this is. David was promoted basically from a civilian to the commanding general of the army, right? In a moment. And so he only had one fight on his resume, and that was the fight with Goliath. He had never served a day in the military. He had never led troops, never attended training, never worn a coat of armor, never, like never, never marched, nothing. But none of that mattered. Why? Because the grace of God was on him, because the, the purpose of God was manifesting in his life. He was promoted from teenager, as a teenager, you know, from a civilian to a commanding general, just like that. Now, this series is about faith and patience. This series is about believing God for the big things that God has placed in your heart. These are things that were birthed in his heart before the world began and then he reveals them to you through the Holy Spirit. And as God reveals these things to you, they are big things. And these things may not happen for days or months or weeks or decades, right? But as you go, as you're believing God by faith for the long haul, you got to learn how to make most of every level and stage and time and season. And that's what David did. Remember, David was called to be king, not a general. But although he was called to be king and he knew that that was going to happen, it wasn't gonna happen immediately. The things of God don't normally happen right, you like overnight. So you gotta learn how to how to discern, okay, what to receive and what to reject and and how to how to accept the things of God and how to accept the current season that you're in. And so at the end of the day, David was like, Okay, well, God, if this now you call me to be a king. I was minding my own business when the prophet came to my house and anointed me to be the king. But if you want me to be a general, then right now I'm okay with being a general. And so he accepted the promotion. And so he was called to be king, but he knew that it had to happen in God's timing. So he went from, watch this, the lowest position in his home in just a few weeks. Remember he was the lowest of the low in his home. He went from the lowest position in his home to the highest position in the army in just a few weeks. He went from a nobody that was tending sheep to a national hero in just a few weeks. I'm saying that greater is coming for you. There's, There's no limit to what God can do in your life. It was the grace of God operating on David's life. And it's the grace of God on me, the grace of God on you. Now, as the Israeli army had this big win because of David over the giant and then over the Philistines, they're coming back. And so King Saul is there, General David is there, the army is there, and all the people came out to celebrate the army. They came out to celebrate the army. And as the army was passing by, the people were, were singing songs and, and, and crying out, and they had cymbals and tambourines and flutes. And then this is the song that they sung. Oh my God, this is why your confidence can't be in people. This is the song that they sung. Saul has killed his thousands. And Saul was like, yeah. But David, his tens of thousands. Let me say that again. The people all of a sudden made up a song. And the song was, Saul has killed his thousands, but David, his tens of thousands. Now, David had only killed one man. So David didn't ask for this. This was the people doing stuff. And so King Saul was like, hey, this is King David. Let's celebrate him until he heard that song. Once he heard the song, the Bible says that the king said, wait a minute, wait a minute, what is this? They credit David with tens of thousands and me with only thousands? What's next? Are they going to make him king? (laughs) He didn't even know that he was being prophetic. Of course he was going to be the king. He didn't know that, but then the Bible says this. This is why you can't place your confidence in people. The Bible says, so from that day, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. So from that day, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. So what does this mean to you today? You're like, okay, Rick, this is a good story. I love, I love the story of David and Goliath, but look, man, I got a lot of stuff on my calendar. I got a lot of meetings. Talk to me. All right, I got you. I got you. I got you covered. I got four things to share with you on this morning. This is where I want you to lock in. I'm about to start teaching now. Open up your heart to receive. Four things, number one, here we go. You ready? Number one, David's confidence was in God and not in man. You got to have your confidence in God and not in man. David, first of all, was not trying to make anything happen, right? If you look at the story, he was not at all. God was opening doors for him that no man can close. And as the doors opened, David just walked through those doors. You want me to be a heart player? Okay, I'll play the heart. You want me to be an armor bearer? Okay. I'll be the armor bearer. I'll be your servant. Oh, God, you want me to kill a giant? Okay. I'll kill a giant. Oh, you want me to be the general? Okay. Okay. I'll be the general. I'm saying that the favor of God goes before you like a shield and God will open doors for you that no man can close and God will close doors for you that no man can open. David was was learning to just open and walk through the doors that God was opening and he was being patient. He wasn't trying to make anything happen. See, the point here is that you got to be careful not to get out there ahead of God. If you get out there ahead of God, now this is what's going to happen. If you are ahead of God and ahead of God's timing, you're going to have to place your confidence in one or two places. Either in people, cuz at that point now you're not think, you're not relying on God, you're relying on people, or number two, you're going to have to place your confidence in yourself. Cuz now you're trying to make any you're trying to make it happen and you're trying to earn things by the sweat of your brow. David wasn't doing any of that. David was just walking with God, looking to God, waiting on God's timing. And and as God led, he went. And I cannot overstate The importance of God's timing. Remember that the right thing at the wrong time becomes the wrong thing. And so God's promises have a timing component. Your your watch of expectation must be set to God's clock of manifestation. And so so at the end of the day, if you are not in sync with God's timing, you're going to be trying to force things to happen. You're going to be trying to make things happen. And if you try to make things happen, once again, your confidence is either going to have to be in man or in self. And either way, that's a bad place to be. You don't want your confidence to be in people because people will let you down, like like what happened in the text. And you don't want your confidence just to be in self because what God has called you to do is bigger than you. You got it? All right. Number two, you must believe that God God will finish what he started in your life. Now, uh, let me say that again. Look at me for a minute. Now, you are where you are right now because you know God is working in your life. You know that, right? So if God started some stuff in your life, you got to believe that God started it and he's going to finish it. Living by faith means that you are keeping your confidence in God in all things. God is the author and the finisher of your faith, right? So if he started it, author, you got to believe that he's going to finish it. He's the finisher. Your confidence has to remain in him. Uh, Paul said it very well in Philippians 1 and 6. Let me read for you Philippians 1 and 6 from the Passion Bible. The Bible says, I pray with great faith for you because I am fully convinced or fully persuaded that the one who began this glorious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you and put his finishing touches on you until the veiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was saying, listen, God started some stuff in you, and I'm confident, I'm fully persuaded that since God started it, he's gonna keep working on your life. Matter of fact, he will keep working on your life until he puts the finishing touches on you. I mean, God is not going to stop working on your life because he is more committed to you than you're committed to you. See, Paul drives home the uh, the point that God started the work. You didn't start this thing, now stop for a moment. I want you to think about the big thing that you're believing God for. Now, stop. Did you come up with it? Because if you came up with it, then you know, you're probably not going to receive it anyway because it was birthed in your heart and not God's. But for those of us that are living by faith and know that we're we're pursuing God, we're not trying to make God do stuff. We're we're submitted to God and we're open to whatever God wants to do, then the big thing that's in your heart if it came from God. If God told you, I want you to move. I want I, I want to give you this business. I want to give you this house. Uh, I, I'm going to give you this marriage. Uh, I'm going to give you this career. Uh, you're going to this school. If God said it, if God was the one that put it in your heart, then God started it and God is going to finish it. This is a great reminder for us this morning. God told David, I'm going to make you a king. So David was like, man, I, I don't know. I can't make myself a king. So he was just following God, whatever God wants to do. If you ever get to the point where you are fully persuaded that, man, this thing came from God. God, I was minding my own business when you told me this thing. God, I'm only asking for it because you told me to ask for it. I'm only pursuing it because you told me to pursue it. I'm not living my life on my own terms. I am following you. I'm being led of your spirit. I'm only doing what you told me to do. If you ever get to the point where you are... Convinced of God, faith is not what happens when you, when you try to convince God. Faith is what happens when God convinces you. When you are so convinced of God that this is the will uh, that that you're pursuing it, and you're pursuing it with all your might. If you ever get to that point, then your confidence is not going to be in people. If you ever get to that point, then your confidence is not going to be in self. Because when your confidence is in self, you take on the cares of this world. When your confidence is in self, you're the one that has to make everything happen. If it's your will, then it's your bill. Go out there, go do it on your own. You were never designed to do life without God. Let me just say this point right here. As I close out the second point, You, whenever you have something, anything that was designed for something, if you use it in a way that it was not designed to be used, you abuse it. And guess what? You were never designed to do life without God. So if you try to do life without God, you actually wind up abusing yourself. You, you will live a life of personal abuse, self abuse when you are living your life on your own terms and you're trying to do it your own way and your confidence is in your own abilities. Now, let me tell you something. You're not good enough and you need to get over it. What God has called you to do is bigger than you, It's bigger than you, and you're not good enough and you're not strong enough and you won't have enough money and you won't have enough peace and you won't have enough strength and you're not smart enough and none of that stuff. But if you rest in God and you keep your confidence in him, then you can do all things in him. You are able to enter into God's rest because at that point, you know that your confidence is in God. Say amen to that. All right. Number three, I'm talking about people this morning. Number three, people will turn on you in a New York minute. People will turn on you just like that. One minute, King Saul was like, man, I got a national hero on my hands. One minute, King Saul was like, come here, David. He's the general now. Let's go on this parade. Look at everybody. Here's General David. Let's celebrate General David. Until he heard the song. (laughs) Once he heard the song, Saul has killed his thousands David is tens of thousands. He was like, man, who's this little joker think he is? David didn't do anything, but Saul turned on him and he turned on him just like that. And I'm telling you that at the end of the day, your confidence has to be in God and not in man because people will turn on you. Some folk are fickle, (laughs) phony, or flat out fake. I mean, there's some people that would just lie to you to your face, but here's the good news. God is faithful. Now, I'm not saying, that you should ever get jaded. Now I've learned a few things along the way, walking with God for 25 years. One of the things that I've learned is that not everyone who is with you is for you. Let me say that again. Not everyone who is with you is for you, right? But, so I'm not saying get jaded, but what I am saying is that when you do have people that are are assigned to you, that you're in covenant with, people that are there that genuinely love you to support you, You should appreciate that. True friends are hard to find. So when you have those, you should appreciate the loyalty. But even then, you got to keep your eyes fixed and focused on Jesus. Because while people will let you down, God will never let you down. God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. God will never turn his back on you. God will never relax the grip that he has on you. He will never do it. God is faithful. Number four. And finally, as I close, look at me. The enemy's poison cannot stop your purpose. I say this all the time, but I I need to say it again. The enemy's poison cannot stop your purpose. See, Saul was the king of Israel. In Israel, he was the most powerful man in the land. Later in the story, you're going to see that Saul tried to kill David multiple times. But at the end of the day, Saul could not touch God's anointing. See, Saul was a king. He was the most powerful man in the land. He was the king and he wanted to kill David, but he couldn't kill David. Why? Because David was being protected by the king of kings. Come on now. David was being protected by God. So no matter what position people have in this world, like natural positions, maybe they're your boss. Maybe they're the owner of the business. Maybe that, well, it doesn't matter. If, even if they're against you, they can't touch you when you are doing what God has called you to do. They can't touch you because you are God's anointed. You are God's child. No matter what their position is, God's position is greater. And so so you got to know that if someone is against you, but God is for you, then God is more than the whole wide world against you. If God is for you, who can, who can touch you? The answer is nobody. So you can enter into God's rest. Now, When you really believe that God is for you and God is protecting you, this is what happens. In Luke 6 and 28, Jesus said, when when someone gives you a hard time, respond with energies of prayer for that person. My point is, as I close, if, if someone is against you, but God is for you, and you know that God is protecting you, and you know that you have peace about it because your confidence is in God and not in man, at that point, you're actually in a position to pray for that person. And pray for them earnestly, which is what Jesus taught us to do. You can pray for them with a clean heart. You know why? Because you're not afraid and you're not upset and you're not frustrated. You don't have to have no bitterness in your heart towards them. Matter of fact, you could pray like Jesus was like, Jesus was on the cross saying, oh my God. As these, the same people, he looked down and he was like, wow, I see some of the same faces that just a few days ago was saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Those same faces are saying, crucify him, crucify him. Because people was hurt on you. And, then, and Jesus looked at them and said, you know what, Father, forgive them, for they don't even know what they're doing. See, when you know who you are, and, and, you, and you're so at peace with who you are, and you know that people can't touch you, and they can't really hurt you anyway, so when they come up against you, you look at them like they're crazy, and then you can actually pray and say, God, please help them. If they knew any better, they would leave me alone. I mean, they don't even know that I'm God's anointed. <laughs> like, they shouldn't put their mouth on me. My name should not be in their mouth. And so God, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. God, don't, 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 don't allow them to reap a harvest on this negative seed. Now, first of all, what they're saying and what they're doing is not going to touch me. It's not going to harm me because I'm protected by you. But I have so much peace about this thing that I'm able to pray for them in earnest and pronounce blessings over them. I can bless those That curse me. I can do good to those that despitefully use me. You know why? Because I know they can't touch me because I know they can't hurt me. I know they can't harm me. I know that God is on me and in me and with me and for me. So I have no bitterness, no resentment towards them. I have peace and I can speak life over them. As I close, let me tell you, this is what David did. David had the opportunity. King Saul turned on him, tried to kill him. David could have killed Saul multiple times, but he refused to do it. Why? He refused to, to put his hands on the king. He was like, no, God, if you want me to be king, you're going to have to do it. And he refused to do it. He, he just continued to be nice to, to King Saul, even though King Saul was trying to kill him. I'm telling you, when you have a peace and you know that your confidence is not in people, your confidence is in God, you can actually live the way that Jesus lived. And this is the way that we're supposed to live. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this, say, father, my heart is open to your best. I know you have great plans for my life. You place greatness on the inside of me. So I live my life in, tireless, in a tireless pursuit of the manifestation of your plans and purposes. As I do, I refuse to get out ahead of you. I will not attempt to make things happen on my own. I will wait patiently and confidently on your timing. I won't move until you say go. Now, when you open the door, I will walk through the door and say and do whatever you lead me to, knowing that your grace is on me to succeed. My confidence is in you and in you alone. You started this work in my life and I know you will finish it, which is why I keep saying greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. I said a lot today. Listen, if you want my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address, and you will get my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I want to release you now into this day. Don't place your confidence in people. Don't place your confidence in self. Keep your confidence in God and in God alone. I love you. God loves you more. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you, and then do me a favor. Share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I will see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.